When you deal with Richard, you're dealing with style, class, and elegance. Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Give a listen. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And if you're going to call me back tomorrow, whatever I do. You better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blonde children. Richard Mulliken. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm your co-host, Richard Mulliken, joined by my best friend and co-host, Josh Brawley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing today, Richard? Man, this has probably been the longest we've been recording in a single day. And none of the episodes have aired yet. So we're like three or four weeks in. So yeah, everything's been great. Just really busy today. You're getting great strides in. Great strides. Yeah, we uh, we recorded the Dr. Tom Pritchard interview earlier today. So that probably came out last week. And then for the past, like, four hours we have recorded, I don't think, anything. And just been sitting here hanging out and talking like we used to when we were kids. And it's been awesome. It's been my, fun. My cheeks hurt. Yeah, just just from the laughter. And I tell you, just to, I guess to let some people in on the joke, we've been, uh, we've been watching uh, B, B-level movies. Like old Cinemax and Showtime B-level movies just in laughing about it. Josh remembered one from his childhood. Where this guy like captures this movie star woman and just puts her in a <laughs> puts her in a vault, I guess. Is that what you would say? I'd say like a more holding area type yeah. thing. It gave us a great line. It gave us a it gave us a great line from um from the movie because the guy who was the captor, captor. the captor, he um his name was Richard. It gave us this line. See if it picks up. Well, of course I'll take the Windows Media recommended settings. It's not giving you any other option. No, why not? Oh, and it just didn't play. Oh, here we go. Here it is. When you deal with Richard, you're dealing with style, class, and elegance. (laughs) So as you can tell, it was probably a really good movie. You know, just the dialogue again. When you deal with Richard, you're dealing with style, class, and elegance. Yeah, he said that line uh, in the middle of the woods. <laughs> the girl, while, while trying to catch a, a woman that was half handcuffed. <laughs> it was just terrible. But the '90s was a crazy time. Yeah, man. yeah. There was this one movie that. What, what did you say, Josh? I don't remember the name of it, but you said what was the the premise? Was this this couple that were breaking oh, in? Oh, uh, wild cactus. Pretty much the premise was uh, like a career criminal. I don't know if he had just escaped prison or or what, but he somehow got an equally evil woman with him, and they took time in the (laughs) deserts of Arizona, (laughs) just going around different houses and breaking in and raping people and running from the law. Which it was one of the, it's not like a tragic movie or a horror movie. It's one of those, they would start and it would, it would be no to, yeah, it was like that quickly to, uh, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's 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 your, it's it's how funny, how funny that those terrifying break-in situations can lead to consensual sex. It's crazy how fast the scenarios turn. The funny thing about it was, it was like, I don't even know how we got on it, but it was like, for some reason, we kind of switched gears to like them at like a high school reunion. It's like, what are you doing now, man? Well, you know, me and Kathy, we, uh, we, we just started driving around Arizona and just raping people. <laughs> oh, good. You always talked about that. I'm proud for you, man. You, know, you, you had wrote in the senior yearbook uh, that you had wanted to accomplish that in your life. I'm glad you are hitting your goals and yeah, meeting all good. of your, uh, your accomplishments well, head on. You I'm, know? St- I'm still in accounting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe me and Kathy will come out and see you sometime. Uh, well, you know, maybe. Let's... let's 
We'll, we'll, we'll try to find a good time. Listen, but. You got an email? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's irape1 at hotmail.com. <laughs> Jesus, man. No. But, I mean, all of those movies from the 90s, you know, we were watching the, you know, just watching some of them, and they were all just messed up. Those it gave me a lot of false hope. <laughs> God, man, those women in the 90s were just abused in some of those movies. Wait, what do you mean it gave you a lot of false hope? It, it was just, you know, being, with your being, words here. being 12 and 13 years old and seeing that kind of stuff, it kind of made you think that at any given situation, no matter what the, the deal was, it could always kind of lead to sex. That's not the case <laughs> in the real world. To the contrary, it's it's very polar opposite of that. More than likely, it'll just lead to a jail sentence. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, there was a lot of movies like that that were on when we were kids. And, and you go from that to nowadays, you just go to any website, type in three words, and it's a genre, I bet you. <laughs> Are you 18? I sure am. Yep. Yep. Well, all right, I might, believe yeah, you. Go ahead. Here's just some watch titties. it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that does beg the question: Why are they still making these? And, you know, no, no, no. What What my question to you was when we were watching this thing, and I'm serious: Who is softcore porn tailored to now? Because, like yeah. you say, in the in the age that we are now, it's well. Why don't you just get straight to the point? Right. You know, and it, and it's not even it's it's really it's sad because it's all the cheesy acting and bad scripts as normal porn, and it's usually all the same actors. But the one that we just watched in fast forward motion, which is on YouTube by the way, so there's not any nakedness or anything like that. All that shit was cut out. It was just the bad acting yeah. and the plot that they presented on there. But the one that we just watched was legit. Every single person was like a famous porn star. <laughs> so evidently, all of the people that used to make money just off of softcore porn, like right. Shannon Weary, Shannon Tweed, and all that, those people are gone. They're out of business. Now the real porno stars that don't make any money now right. are making money off of <laughs> you know the softcore genre. Yeah, we were talking too, and it was always funny when you were a kid and you would watch back when you were a kid. Yeah, it's like teenage years i don't want to be like six or seven what's well, this tape <laughs> no we were like 17 16 15 in that well, area let me just interrupt well here. hold on imagine thinking that you're putting in halloween havoc 1990 and right. then all of a sudden you see you know <laughs> an ass on one side and then a face on that ass and then you go into the living room you ask your grandmother and your mom <laughs> What the hell is Uncle Donald watching? <laughs> that, that was an awkward uh, maybe is that two a true minutes. Story? Yes, <laughs> that's it's awesome. a very true story. What was Uncle Donald watching? What was Uncle Donald's got these weird girly movies in his room. <laughs> what, what are we watching? I thought it was Halloween my, Havoc. My mama Ophie was all like, "Oh, you should be in there." <laughs> <laughs> But no, we were talking about because back in the day, that's all you had was the uh, porn of the softcore variety. I didn't mean for the whole show to be about this, but <laughs> we spent like ten minutes yeah. rambling about and porn. I, and I remember when we were kids, like I say, kids again. When we were younger, when we were high <laughs> teenagers, like sixteen, seventeen, the Spice Channel came out, and we were like, "Oh my gosh." This isn't like, you know, the videos where they show like 14 different camera angles in slow mode and softly fade to one camera angle to the next. Well, you know, the girl just kind of just rides a little bit and just smiles and they look up at the sky together. and It's like a Lifetime movie with just a, a, a boobs and some butts. <laughs> this is this is like actual like you see below the waist <laughs> like you didn't see anything like in, you know. You didn't see genitals, but you saw... You didn't see the car taking the tunnel. Right. But, but you knew that bad boy was just cruising on through the mountain. And, and the funny thing... And in your mind, you were thinking, yeah. But the funny thing we were talking about was some sometimes the shot would go a little low. And it's just bad editing. You'd see the guy, like, totally limp and soft. <laughs> just <laughs> slapping against his own leg. While he's supposed to be, like, I think he's got a kink home. between his kneecaps. Yeah. Look at that. What is that thing? What's that thing on his leg? Is, is he got a, his thumb back there? some kind of weird 3D tattoo? That's that's pretty impressive. Oh, that's his dickhead. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you say that like a grandmother? No, I don't think that's his thing. But, no, I guess, I guess we can get off of that subject. That's what she said. 
<laughs> we didn't really mean to talk about that long about it, but and I don't know how much of that'll make air. This will be a heavily edited. I think every goddamn segment. minute of it should make air. <laughs> <laughs> heavily, heavily edited segment, but but I tell you what, uh, ten minutes. That's not too bad. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy, knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Yo, man, come to Florida. We got all of the sights you've been wanting to be seeing, man. Come to SeaWorld. Free your willy, man. Come to Legoland. Everything is awesome. You can come to Universal Studios. Get your Martin McFly on, man. You hear the trash can drums, man. Josh. I love it. Josh, Josh what, are you, what are you doing, man? Huh? What are, you, what are you doing? This isn't Jamaica. This is Florida. What? Well, I heard the trash can drums, and I just got excited. Well, I'm they're sorry. called steel drums, and everything you, else you pretty much said was okay, but we want to say also that if you book with Florida Ticket Station, your tickets are guaranteed by the state of Florida to be valid, so your vacation will be on point and where it needs to be the right way. So go right now to Florida Ticket Station by visiting them at tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Florida trip today. That's tinyurl.com slash p3florida, man. Once again, it's Florida, not Jamaica. I'm sorry. Welcome back to P3 Radio. Get the judge with why not me here. This isn't live. You've been looking There's a reason why. There's a reason why I'm playing this. this Listen to this, like, Listen. Why not me? Alright, so. That little. We'll get to the chorus here in just a second. It was stuck in my head for like two weeks, and see, okay, when I was when I was younger. All right, here's the course. Let's just listen to the course. I'll tell you the story. That little. Like, okay, so we'll stop that. But I just imagine that the guy was playing that guitar riff. He was biting his lip when he hit that little... Alright, so that song, I was raised to think that there wasn't any kind of other music until I was like probably seven or eight. I, I knew nothing of anything other than country music. You know what I mean? But aside from the too legit to quit and, you know... <laughs> Uh, he had Ice. Willie Nelson, George <laughs> Jones, The Judds, and freaking MC Hammer. Yeah, and you know, just because it was like kid-related rap or whatever. So, uh, so that song I knew even as a kid, and I hadn't thought about that song probably in like twenty years. So we're watching Step Brothers the other night, and my wife points out. She goes, "Hey, he's wearing a judge shirt." A judge. Judd's shirt and he was he was wearing this white and blue shirt that said the Judd's on the front and it was like some kind of concert shirt and on the back it said why not me tour 
<laughs> so automatically I had like this this flashback to when I was a kid and all of a sudden I was just like waking up for like two weeks straight with like that I couldn't get it out of my head uh, which is a fun thing to do like if you can do that to somebody if you can like brain uh, what's the brainwash them to singing your song all day like one of the greatest things i would ever do was i would be at work and we'd be doing a team project and i would act like it was a montage and i'd be like we built this city we built this city on rock and roll oh and before you knew it everybody in the office was like don't you remember? <laughs> and I'm like, why am I singing that? I, oh, damn you, Richard. <laughs> so uh, did you ever have anything like that happen? Where I used to go around and kind of do like, you know, just sing Purple Rain or something like that or When Doves Cry because, you know, on like a plumbing job web, you know, uh, job site or whatever, seeing like some rugged men, you know, yeah, I'm a plumber. <laughs> I chew the back and blah blah blah. And this is what it sounds like windows <laughs> cracking. Yeah, and they would, and they would eventually start singing it. Start cursing at me. Yeah. Hey, singing that shit. Anytime somebody talked about odds, like you know, there's a two and three chance that that's gonna happen, and I'd be like, Meatloaf says two out of three ain't bad. And before you knew it, they would be over there. I love you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. <laughs> I can't remember the words. It was something like that. But, yeah, they would always eventually sing it. Uh, that's one of the like the simple pleasures in life is to get some a song or something stuck in someone's head until it just ruins their day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know the shortcomings of others yeah. is what we thrive off of. Yes, where they're sitting there, it's like, they're so OCD that they have to finish the song. So you just walk up and you're like um, a song. You just start singing a song. And you just stop like halfway through. Like, wherever you go, whatever you do. See you later. Oh boy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You got to finish that line. You finish that line. And before you leave, flick that light off and on 13 times. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing, man. I know it's I know it's a mental problem. That's one thing that when I watch it on TV, I'm like, I would have no, oh, I'd have no patience with that. Would do you do? Are you OCD? Yes. Uh, I figured, <laughs> I figured as much. So you have to, like, you have to touch the microwave and the stove three times before you leave the kitchen or anything. Crazy I mean, like I'm that? gonna be a completely honest with you right now. Yeah. There was a point in my life, maybe I was, I don't know, 16 maybe, something yeah. like that. I was exactly like that. You had to, like, touch things. Turn the light switch off <laughs> until it felt right. <laughs> you know, fucking when you're walking. What did you think was going to happen if you didn't do that? Was it? Well, I mean, just like anything, anything that you fear. Right. It's kind of like your own emotions. It's like you stand in the way of you. You know what I right. mean? Because obviously, you know, most of the time, at least me, I knew it was pretty much all in my head and, and all this, but it's kind of like, um, think of it like this. It's like an emotion mm -hmm. that it's extremely strong, kind of like... Um, so the feeling emotion. Yeah. It's it's like uh, it's like a desire, exactly. But but it's a it's a negative, like, kind of like a. Oh a, yeah, it's a huge. Negative you know you, you know how you feel. Say like, um, what's something that you're just deathly afraid? Water. You're afraid of fucking water, right? <laughs> Is that deathly afraid of water. You, you don't like to swim. You you wouldn't really try. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of drowning. Yes, if that's okay. what you're saying. Yes. So. Imagine this. I mean, it's not like somebody's going to grab a squirt bottle and squirt. I'm like, no, shit, no, no, stop No, not it. like a kitty cat stop or something it. like that. No. But I'm saying, like, think about it. You're within feet away from, I don't know, fucking 50 feet of water. Yeah. You know, and you're on the edge the whole time, you know, 
And the whole time you're kind of like, well, fuck, if I slip, you know, that's it. That's exactly what it feels like. And it's something like you know that you're fucking crazy or whatever. The water's not real. But there's nothing that you can really (laughs) do about it because in your head it's that constant fear, that constant agging of you and your psyche of, well, if you don't do this shit, then, you know, it's like a fear of the unknown or a fear of not doing the rituals that is going to result in something bad happening. I know that sounds completely insane, (laughs) but kind of like this, you know, you can't level with somebody who's a child molester or a murderer, somebody that does something like that just for pleasure, right? Right. You can't put yourself in that mind frame because you just can't grasp why somebody would do that. I mean, it's the same fucking thing just on another level. If you, I mean, I can't tell, I can tell you all day how it felt to me. Right. But until it happens to you, you really can't identify with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's for real with people. You know? Oh yeah. I know. It's, it's a psychological disorder. How did you get over it? It's kind of sad, really, but... They uh, sold my damn microwave. <laughs> uh, no. I got, How am I supposed to go to sleep? <laughs> it, lasts, it lasted maybe a year of me doing all this fucking ritualistic bullshit. I lost weight. <laughs> it's like I, was, I, I probably did. Sweating uh, and going to bed. All right, so really, what, all right, what, was your, what was your thing? What did you have to do? Light switches. All right, uh, so, no, no, all right, so you, you get home at night. You're fixing to go to bed. What, what was your routine? Is that was it before you went to bed or was it just random? All through life. Okay, so what was what was something that you had to do? Okay, I'm walking out of a room. Right. If I want to go to shut a light off or uh-huh. something, I put my hand, you know, my two fingers on the light switch, turn it off. Like psychologically, if it didn't feel right or something like that, if right. it felt awkward in the way that the the touch was or something right i'd have to do it however many more times it took until it felt right <laughs> would it feel right <laughs> i don't fucking know whenever it did That's until i came <laughs> yes <laughs> same thing you know Damn it, Josh is at it again. <laughs> That's the fourth pack of light bulbs and the third <laughs> the third bottle of clothes detergent I had to buy this week. Yeah. He's got to stop that shit. No, I mean... I light switches, uh, fucking cracks in the sidewalk, you name it. Any kind <laughs> of bullshit. Wouldn't it be funny if like, you found out later your dad was like, Hell no, son. We had a short net light switch. <laughs> and you were just shocking the piss out of yourself. <laughs> Ow. What? Well, it just don't feel right. See, that's Ow. what I'm saying. You you can't. You're not grasping what I'm saying. <laughs> what would your dad say about this if you told him about it? The OCD Do you thing? want me to say those words? I or? mean, keep it kind of, you know, where we can air it and I don't have to edit. But you can. I ain't say, son, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> You know, something right. like that. Right. Probably worse. Would your mom have any sympathy or would she? I don't think my mom would understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't really talk to anybody about it besides, you know, my girlfriend at the time. You, have, you never told me really about it either, did you? No, because I knew you'd be just like you are now. <laughs> Unsupportive. Unsupportive. Did you ever uh, do that over at our house? Like... When, at my house when you'd spend the night? Did you ever do anything that... Well, no, because at that time, I wasn't really going anywhere but my house and right. my girlfriend's house. You know, that, that's when all that craziness started. You know, and, and probably all the underlying bullshit has probably always been there. But I think uh, certain things in life can agitate situations. Right. And whatever I was going through at that time, you know, it just kind of... Sparked all that shit, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have but a- but it was sad, really, because getting back to my point, you asked me how did all that stop and all that yeah. end or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never really ended. <laughs> like it, the the craziness like that has, but like in my head, I know shit like that's still right. there, you right. know, because I'm OCD about other things. 
So imagine you're driving with your wife to go to dinner, and she's like, what are you thinking about? You've been quiet. That damn light didn't feel right when I shut it off. Well, it's not like that. Oh, okay. you know, It's just, you know, I'm compulsive, I guess, with other things. You know, maybe video games right. or, or whatever. It, it's kind of felt its way into other aspects. But, like, the way the way it ended with the whole me having to do the ritual-type things and all that, the shit like you see on TV was I got so depressed and so just. Why you know, am I you, letting this light switch rule my life? It's not just the light <laughs> switch. You say that, but it was the no, I get it. Light, it was light switch, switch the oven, fucking, uh, uh, fucking everything. Everything. Yeah. Thank God I wasn't that way, fucking. Because God, that'd have been an <laughs> all day event. Right. Didn't feel right. Let's go again. <laughs> Josh is dehydrated, laying on the floor. <laughs> I need help. Call nine one one. But I got I got so fed up with myself and fed up with everything. I was just ready to. You know, something to happen. You know, whatever it was. I honestly thought... Uh, Go ahead. You know, that if I didn't do all those things, something really, really awful would happen. Right. And I just got to the point where I said, you know, whatever's going to happen, fuck it. Just do it already. Seriously, that's about how it was. I was the guy that had his legs blown off telling the damn commie bastard, Go ahead, finish me off. You know, that was me. And, and I love how you made yourself sound like a war hero there. In reality, you were just looking at your light switch and going, do your best, you bastard. <laughs> but, but in my head, in my I head, got you, I got it, you. Was, it was just like a, a war or something. I'm not saying, you, you get what I'm saying. I, I'm correlating it to you. But, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I got, uh. I got so far down in the hole that I was just like, well, fuck it. You know, and nothing bad happened, and I guess my spirits finally lifted right. and, and all that. You know, but I'm still compulsive, like I say. You know about certain things, but I guess I learn how to control it a little better. Mostly with gambling. <laughs> I gambled. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. Oh, you're it, a gambler. Well, I mean, essentially, if you count like uh, playing odds and whatnot on like the games. Oh yeah. Well, you know, what, what kind of games are we talking about? Phone games or like WWE horse races? Champions. Oh yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah. I was thinking like you were talking about like horse racing or something. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me two hundred dollars on uh, in it to win it. Uh, so Come you're on. telling me I got a point nine five chance of pulling this one certain wrestler, and all I got to spend is a hundred dollars. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Uh, There's still a chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, come so on. that's where the compulsion has went. You know, I guess the only thing I'm compulsive with is like, all right, so I don't know why I don't play with them anymore. Uh, but those those damn WWE now uh, retro action figures. Yeah. Every time, like when we we went on vacation a couple weeks back, and I went to a few places that had the ones I already had, and just the kid in me that never was able to get every one that he wanted. And like you know, you now I ain't got the money. Put that damn thing back, <laughs> you know. They're like got, three dollars back then. No right, one they had the right, money, right? And so like even now, it's like I see some. And don't get me wrong, I was I was very well taken care of. I got a lot of toys, but knowing that now, it's like when you go back and you look at the ones that are out, you're like, man, I need that. I gotta have it. Like yeah. I would have dreams sometimes about like going into a store that they would just have like, you know, even knockoffs. Of these old wrestling figures that we used to collect, and I'd be like, <gasps> even though it says this is Action Man, this is really Mister Perfect, you know. <laughs> and right. it's it's just a different package, and you know you see that a lot, in, like on like commercials. Like there was one guy that posted this thing. It was like the Incredible Guy, and it was like supposed to be in the Incredible Hulk, and it was the old Incredible Hulk action figure, the one I have, but he was just like. Instead of bear hugging Hulk action or smashing action, it was like incredible guy uh, crushing uh, hug action or something like it was like just worded differently. So they do the knockoff things, but yeah, I guess that's the only thing. And I guess the thing that bothers me is like when your compulsion, when your OCD or your compulsiveness, not you and just in general, when it starts affecting others, yeah. that's that's when it's the problem. Like. Uh, not that it really affected my life, but I used to work with this guy. And if we went anywhere, like, and there was, like, some kind of, like, poll or 
door frame that had like a pole and we went through one door and he went through the other, he'd be like, Oh, go back, go back, go back, go through that door. You know, you can't go through this one or, or he would make a special trip back to not split the pole. And I'm like, why are you doing that? This is just one of those things I've always done. That's legit, man. Yeah. And I'm like, and I would just mess with him some days. Like I'd walk through a certain area that he had walked through already. And I'd go back and turn and split the pole and run. <laughs> like, come on, man. And it's like, nothing's going to, it's kind of like when my grandmother used to tell me, she's like, don't rock that chair with nobody in it, Richard Lee. I'm like, why? And she's like, well, that's bad luck. And I'm like, we go to church four times a week. <laughs> you mean to, t- where in the Bible does it say anything about luck? Where? You tell me. Well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that it don't, it's not fucking so. You know, doesn't mean that it is so. Well, this doesn't mean that it's not. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. I, I just, if you think that every single thing that I mean, no, but if you're talking about, all right, if I rock this chair, I'm gonna have bad luck, meaning I'm gonna lose a finger or get hit with a lightning bolt or something like that, or uh, you know, my house payment's not going to clear this month. Uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. It is. I mean, and you would think that that would be on some kind of spiritual level where it was like that kind of like, oh, God, this is life altering, you know, but it never says anything in the Bible like, yay, thou shalt not rock thine chair <laughs> from false. Pro- I don't know. I can't. Do I think the Bible, the Bible that, tells you what you need to know about what you need to know about and the rest. Your dumb ass is supposed to figure out on your own. So you think God's just sitting up there? Let him rock that chair one more time. I'm not saying <laughs> let that. Let him rock that chair. I'm He's s- gonna have rickets now. <laughs> so I'm what? saying like you learn what you learn, you know, from. I don't uh, know why God was so southern there. Re- religious, <laughs> let him do it. Religion and whatnot, but also right. when when they were brought up, they also have all those. Uh, Things like you're talking about, old wives' tales and this and that, <laughs> right. that were just you know, instilled in them. It's like, you know, I know the way things are, but this is how it is, too. You know? Yeah, and, you know, that was an old story that, speaking of church, that one of my old preachers used to say, and he said there was this woman that she used to, she had a roast, and she would cut the ends off the roast every time and just kind of put them aside. <clears throat> And she goes, the guy goes... Ass and head? No, the roast, the roast. She would cut the ends off the roast. Oh, just the roast yeah, part? Yeah, you know, like, have you ever had a roast, like a pot roast? You say roast. roast, I'm thinking of whole pig. No, like a pot roast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, like, she would cut the ends off of it. And said, this guy asked her, said, why did you do that? And she goes, well, that's what my mom always did. So they went to the mom and said, well, why did you cut the ends off the roast? She goes, that's just what my mom always did. So they go to the grandmother, and she's like, why did you cut the ends off the roast? She's like... We had a small pan. I had to cut them off to make it fit. <laughs> you know, that was the kind of thing. And it's like it is instilled in these people that that's what they're supposed to do. Right. You know, and, and it's not necessarily anything that says, hey, you have right. to do this. It's just, hey, it's, it's what just, we always done. It's, it's, um, it's, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Not tradition, but it's, it's, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, habit. Yeah, yes. It's habit meets OCD. And it's like, so now we've done it this way all the time. It's got to be, case in point, my wife. uh, She, one time I looked at her and I go, she was getting frustrated and like angry with me. And I'm like, what did I do? And she's like, the bananas go on top of the refrigerator. I'm like, huh? What do you mean? She's like, that's where they go. When did we have this conversation? (laughs) We had, we've had, it's like, no, we're having it now, motherfucker. I was like, you're OCD. The bananas don't go up there. That's just where you have to have them. So, yeah, I think everybody has a little bit of it. But like I said, when it starts ruining other people's lives, it's like the hoarders. I could not do the hoarding, man. Fuck no. I, I can't. Like, And as I get older, like I want to keep stuff. Like, And I'm really bad with clothes, but that's just like a weight thing. Like, I don't want to throw away clothes because I have this obsession that I'm going to gain weight or lose weight and get back in those clothes or have to wear those clothes because I'm a fat ass again. But I think everybody has something. But the hoarders, man, you watch those shows. It's like, I have this uh, sucker that I had when I was four. It got stuck in my hair and we cut it out. I can't throw it away. It's like, why can't you throw that away? But as old as I'm getting, like, I have less and less care for for that kind of stuff you know yeah well my thing is i think it's because 
you know, my family, at least the people that I grew up around, they they hold on to a lot of stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, and mostly it's because, in my theory, they just didn't have a lot when they were growing up. So right. Like, so you had to you, hold on. To right. You hold what on you to had, it. and you know, maybe another kid will be born and they can have it. You know? Right. Like I got all my cousins old, <laughs> uh, not Nintendo, uh, Atari games and right. shit. Like you know, just because. Yeah. yeah, I know Nintendo's out. This is what you got, <laughs> Atari. Like, okay, you, you better play Pac-Man and be grateful. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I liked I liked Atari when I was a kid. I, I, Nintendo came out in what eighty three, eighty four. No, it was uh, eighty five. Eighty five. When they, it was mass. I remember playing Nintendo like five years later. Yeah. And thinking, oh my gosh, this is awesome. You know. Well, dude, I didn't get a Nintendo till probably eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, that's about when like we that. got ours. And uh, and honestly, I think Super Nintendo came out like a year later. And I remember my mom like, <laughs> "You just got a Nintendo, and now there's a Super Nintendo." I tell you what, they just do that, just do, you know. And it was like one of those things. But dude, I went no shit a couple of months ago. I went and I, I was looking at just old video game commercials and whatnot, right. and I came across. The release of the Super Nintendo. That excited and, about it, huh? Well, dude, what was <laughs> no, crazy about it? You didn't hear I, what you said, but go ahead. I don't remember things being this way, right? But they were interviewing parents and stuff, like, and they thought that they were being tricked. This, you already got a Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, and now they're just trying to do this to get right. more money from us right. and blah 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 blah. You know, it wasn't. Well, the graphics are better. Right. You know, it's going to be a lot better quality of a game. You could do more with the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just trying to get our money is what it is. <laughs> you know, that's... Well, you know, there is a little bit of, like, um, truth behind that. Because I was watching... Okay, so Double Dare started again. Did you know that? No. They, they re-released Double Dare. Uh, it started... Now it's a few weeks ago that they Who's started. Who's the host? Uh, it's, it's a lady, but Mark Summers is on it. Really? Yeah, Mark Summers does like the announcer role now. Sweet. And uh, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, that's why. I was kind of. Uh, she's she's pretty cool, you know. But you can tell it's a little bit different, and so it's not like the same. Of course, it's not going to be. But anyways, I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta check out this Double Dare show. Well, I was watching it, and you know they would the commercials are aimed. This is all the commercials are aimed at: stay at home moms and children. Especially in the later time slots, they go. Yeah. But if you watch Nickelodeon during the day, like when all those shows come on, not Nick Jr., you know, around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's aimed at stay-at-home moms and and kids. Because it'll be like, kids, out now, the greatest thing ever. Get it right now. You're going to love it. Ask your parents for it. It even glows. You know, and <laughs> you watch it, and you're like, shit, I kind of want this. <laughs> but you forget how much, when we were kids, how that, advertisement was aimed as like it's got real fighting action you know <laughs> just for, to my point type in it, it, not don't really type it in but type it go to youtube and type in wwf figures commercial and you see that you know that roddy piper talking about it's not what these new wwf figures the first you know? ones were jesse that you gotta love new yeah. wwf uh, right. figures Macho King's gonna put the squeeze on him. <laughs> you know, it's just all that kind of stuff. And it was like, you watched it, you're he like, takes him out with a million dollar punch. I watch it now and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, it, Pogo Ball. Everybody oh, had a Pogo man. Ball and almost Get everybody the blast. broke their Pogo ankle. Pogo Ball Blaster. <laughs> Why did that Did yeah. you break yours? The blaster. Yes. The ball would shoot out and hit you in the nuts one right. day out of nowhere. Like, why, God? <laughs> why? <laughs> what color was, was your Pogo Ball? I think it was like black. What, what, what color was the base? Red? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what color was... No, I'm talking about the Pokeball, not your nuts after the Pokeball hit it. <laughs> it was black for a little while, purple. Was the, the base red? I can't remember. I think it was purple, actually. I had... Uh, my Mine was like... Uh, I think it was purple, you know, the Pokeball. Right. And then I had a green base, a neon green right. base. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, We'll get right back to the toys, the toy commercials, but I was going to say the other commercials they have are like, not old, but stay-at-home moms. So like every third commercial would be like, Kool-Aid, ask your parents permission before dialing this number to get this. And then it's like every third commercial, it's like, sometimes you just feel a little unregular. 
the itching, the scratching. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus, are we just throwing a yeast infection commercial on this? Okay, cool, I guess. Or, you know, it would be something like that. Now Coles has bras 10% off, you know, and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, you know, as a kid, you'd probably be like, eh, ain't watching the commercials that much. Anyways. Now I'm like, lady, you looked pretty good before you, everything just started being laid out for everybody. And now... I'm not sure with your yeast infection, I want to look at you the same way. <laughs> Nickelodeon. So, yeah, going back to the kids' commercials and the toys, um, I remember how psyched I was and how much I wanted them, but it was just, in reality, a horrible product other than the pogo ball. The pogo ball, you were going to break something. You were going to break an ankle. going to break your leg. Something was going to hurt on you with that thing. <laughs> it, was, it was a ball that would deflate as soon as you bought it. <laughs> that was for the kids out there listening. Oh, fuck. But probably, I don't think there's any kids listening, but for the younger audience, it was a ball. And when we say ball, imagine taking a basketball and wrapping a rubber band around the center and how it would poke out like, like an oval type. All right, in the center of that, it had like a 360-degree like peg type thing where you could stand on it. And that was it. And you were just supposed to jump, and the ball was wedged in there in a way where you were just you would jump on the ball. I never knew anybody that could jump maybe once or twice on it. Um, then just one, two, and then fall off. Or, Those guys in the commercials were awesome. Oh, yeah. The other thing that was like that was moon shoes. Do you remember moon shoes? I hated those things. Yeah, I mean, it looked like such a cool thing when you were looking at it. You're like, man, that guy could probably jump higher than you guys in the advertisements. They're like, he can jump over the moon. Moon <laughs> shoes. Yay, moon shoes. You got to fucking get it. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I got to have moon shoes. But you're looking at them in reality. You're like, that would be so unstable. And you forget about half of the fun of the trampoline is to jump high. And if you miss, you just land on the trampoline and bounce back up. That's the fun of it, right? Not with moon shoes. <laughs> moon shoes, you just fall down, and now you have goofy-ass try, shoes on. Try clicking your heels in moon <laughs> shoes, jumping up, clicking them heels. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the other one. I tell you, the only product, I think, other than the wrestling figures, that I wanted when I was a kid that I got that lived up to the hype was the yo-yo ball. Because I was so bad at yo-yoing. Like, I could, I, like one... Two, oh, it's going further down the string. No, four, five. Okay, it's on the they floor now. They just pull now. it up. It. Walking the dog. Yeah. Look at there. <laughs> Put the baby in a cradle, and I'm going to throw this in a drawer. I'm done with it. <laughs> but the yo-yo ball, like, it was so awesome because you didn't have to have those skills. You just barely pulled your hand back up, and it was like. <laughs> sometimes it was hard to get that damn thing off, the, like, down the string. You'd throw it as hard as you could. It would go down two inches and come back to your hand. <laughs> well, speaking of yo-yos. Yeah. Like, do you remember when we were teenagers and in the mall they used to have those uh, those kiosks, yeah. you know, just pop up kiosks or yeah. whatever? Do you remember how big yo-yos got yeah, for a time, okay. like maybe a year or two? So okay, so it was. I can tell you the exact year that happened. It was 1999. Yes. And here's what happened: the year that that was the year I broke my arm. We broke my we broke my arm. <laughs> arm wrestling. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. So it was the year I broke my arm, and my mom put me like until it healed. She was like, "You ain't going nowhere." So like honestly, I had to stay at the house. I I was basically that was probably the most grounded I've it was ever like been. Like a prison sentence. Yeah, because like, you had weak bones. <laughs> <laughs> you weak. You can't go out there. But I remember that was like, and plus there wasn't a lot going on in it anyways because like right after I broke my arm, four days later, there was a huge tornado that hit our area and we were out of school for like two weeks and or a week and a half. And anyways, uh, I remember I, I, I wasn't allowed to go to the skating rink, the place where it all went down. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go there for like, I don't know, probably about three, four months. It was probably spring before I got back. And when I left, I know this sounds stupid. But when I left, I was on top of the world at the skating rink. I was one of the older kids there, and you know I never skated, but everybody knew me as the chubby, jolly kid that could make them laugh. You know, so I had a lot of friends there that I had met through the skating rink. You know, a lot of friends that were guys, girls, whatever. Everybody knew me, and all the adults loved me because I was no trouble. You know, they, and I would come around and talk to them, and even make them laugh a few times here and there. And so everybody liked me. Well. Fast forward from breaking my arm that night where I have all these people that know me. Fast forward like four months, and I'm finally able to go back. And I don't even think you were there, or you might have been coming later. And I get there, and I know no one. 
and every motherfucker in there had a yo-yo. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? I feel like I stepped into a time warp. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but but yeah, they like blew up big, and people were like, check this out. I got these with these little. I could, I still couldn't do it. I'm like over there with the yo-yo ball. Check this out. Down and up. <laughs> Down and up. Watch this. I'm gonna sing it around like woo, and now back to me. You know, and all these people had these little. Uh, bearings in theirs where they could push it down and it would roll for like half an hour and then they just (laughs) Um, but yeah I don't know I remember there was a few people from school that had one but you know what I mean it may have just been you know the yo-yo salesman set up shop in the old Hickory Mall and he sold his ass off to like a group of five kids or whatever and then they in turn, bought the yo-yos, and then sold their ass off to their little five friends or whatever, right. and there it was. That's got to be the first time, though, that a toy that old has picked up after that long. You know what I mean? Because the yo-yo, I don't know when it was invented. Like Chris Peterson said, we could Google it, but I'm not going to do that. No, nah, <laughs> takes but, too much time. But I, I imagine the popularity blew up then. And it was like, oh, cool. And then we all of a sudden we have all this digital stuff like that was the dawn of like more digital stuff happening like video games and stuff like that and then all of a sudden it was the, definitely sable on the internet time right so then you have yo-yos it was like they blew up again like almost as big as like like and you can see the trends happening like the fidget spinners like they were big for a little while and now they've kind of went you know they fizzled out and it'll be on to the next thing, you know, the little fingerling toys, which sound horrible. That's a horrible yeah, name for Chinese a toy. finger traps are going to yeah. be back in style. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they're stuck together. <laughs> I don't know how to get them off. Mama, help me. <laughs> no, it's you just push them together. I cut them off, and now they're stuck. <laughs> I forgot Johnny's slobber bib again. We got to go back to the car and get it. He's got his damn finger stuck in that trap. <laughs> He's going to drool all over himself trying to get it out. He's the, they do this thing where, Danny, <laughs> Danny, go get the uh, go get the bolt cutters. Johnny got his hands stuck in the finger trap. Dude, I remember, I remember, I guess I was maybe like 12 or 13. Right. I don't know if I was at the skating ring or I, I was somewhere, maybe at school at West or something. And this, this group of girls, they gave this – one of the unpopular kids or whatever right the the chinese finger trap they're like hey i bet you can't get out and this guy i sit here and watched him he put his fingers in the end of the finger trap you know and he pulled away trying to get the fingers out <laughs> right it wasn't happening the girls start giggling he gets pissed off and he literally just <laughs> incredible hulk rips the damn thing apart with his fingers sticking out <laughs> and dude you could not buy the look on these girls faces i mean like he's fucked their whole world up you know finger trap that they bought at the fucking flea market right. or whatever Everything. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> just it he half. just ripped it all in half. He was like, how about that? <laughs> what would have made it better is that as he was doing it, fuck China, fuck China, fuck China, America, and rips it in half. Oh, that would have been great. Uh, hey, I had a story kind of like that, and we'll have to take a break here and are in the show because we've been talking for a little while on this, but I had a story like that. So when I was a kid, I bought, uh, and, and one of the funniest lines ever, I'm going to get to that, but I bought like from the the little store, the little dollar store down the street had Batman handcuffs. <laughs> and these were little plastic handcuffs. And this was back in the day where they had the little safety, you know, you could hit them. You didn't have to have the key. You get the little <laughs> buttons on the well, side. Well, I told my grandfather, I was like, look, I don't want that little, <laughs> I want that pussy ass release button. <laughs> I can't remember if I said I didn't want it or I was like, I was disappointed. They weren't like real ones. I was like, you have, I want you to have the key. That's what I want. So he took a pair of pliers and was like, well, I'll solve this. <laughs> he cut that release <laughs> off. He pulled it out. Like, what could go wrong, right? So he pulls it out. Well, one day I'm just playing, and I cuff myself with both hands. I cuff myself. And then I go, ah, that left one's a little tight. And I'm able to wiggle out of the right one, but the left, my left hand is still caught. And I'm like, ah, it's a little tight. I guess I'll go find the keys. And I couldn't find the keys. The keys had been lost, and I didn't know where they were. And this was one of those random days where I, th- I think it was like a Sunday. And it was like one of those random days where me and my mom didn't go to church. So 
I was like, oh, I got all this free time. You know, I can go in here and watch TV or play with my toys, you know. And so I put the handcuff on. I'm looking. I'm frantically looking for the key. And I just go crying to my mom, hanging, and holding the handcuff up. Well, she's looking at it. She's like, where's the key at? You know, back then, she, she... she looked like I look at my daughter all the time. I was like, this woman is not the same woman <laughs> that raised me. That's 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 really nice to you and sweet. I was like, she was a different person then. But she's like, where's the key at? I'm like, I don't know. Damn it, Richard. I swear, you're just you know, you just ain't <laughs> Starts happy. Starts cutting a promo. Yeah. You, you, you just can't ain't happy. Me. You ain't happy until you break something. You know it. And I, you know that's good. That's good. You probably need your hand to be stuck in there. <laughs> just stuff like that. I'm like. Aah! stuck forever so we couldn't find the handcuff key to save my life and i remember my grandfather had to come back and they had to use like bolt cutters and these are like plastic <laughs> but they were tough plastic handcuffs they could go they had to use like a bolt cutter to cut the thing to where they could get it off and i remember my mom go i ain't no more damn handcuffs gonna be bought in this house <laughs> uh, oh i love it yeah the only other time i saw handcuffs are Anything like they were the unrelated story. They had pink fur around them. <laughs> <laughs> I was at this doctor's office. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> the doctor office. pulls out some frilly handcuffs. I don't know why he lowered the lights like that. Boy, you look like you got a belly obstruction. <laughs> I came in here for a tooth. Put your hands behind your back. <laughs> Is your mama still in the car? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Kind of dark. Anyways, <laughs> your doctor didn't do that. No, <laughs> you might have a might have a case on your hands there. <laughs> but no, there's another story I can tell. I'll, I'll tell another time because we're running out of time here. But uh, I tell you what, <laughs> the, the tape machine's in the clear. Yeah. I can see the clear tape. It's just past the black tape now. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. The sound of that song means we've reached the end of today's show. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Josh, how do they do that? Hold on, you want to make it official? <laughs> What's the song? <laughs> Why not me? <laughs> Why not me? There we go. Well, the sound of that song means we've reached the end of the uh, today's episode. Let me try it again. Well, the sound of that song. <laughs> well, the sound of that song means we've reached the end of today's episode of P3 Radio. Josh, if they want to follow us on Facebook, where do they go? You go to Facebook and type in. Oh, can we start over? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the sound of that song means that we've reached. Are oh, you under the? I'm not editing this, so just so you know, this okay, is all staying in here. We'll start over. All right, let's start it over. Well, the sound of that song means we've reached the end of another episode here at P3 Radio. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. And Josh, if they want to follow us on Facebook, what do they do? Type in Pop Poncho in your search bar, and you're bound to find us. And on Twitter? P3 Radio, the number one. And, of course, you can send us an email or text or Whatever voicemail. You, yeah. you can send us an email at p3radio, p3radio1 at gmail.com, or you can send us a text or voicemail at 731-300-MORK. 731-300-6675. Or you can get us by Carrier Pigeon at 12 North Kentucky Street, Jackson, Tennessee, <laughs> 38301. That is, if it's not Carrier Pigeon Pigeon Season. Pigeon? Pigeon. <laughs> carrier Pigeon. Carrier Pigeon Season. Well, that's going to about do it for us. For Josh Brawley, this is Richard Mulligan saying thanks and good night.